sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. We've had a wonderful opportunity to get a bird's eye view of the religious freedom issues in communist China today. And I want to welcome back to Freedom's Ring, Pamela Tsai, who is a veteran human rights advocate. She was present there at Tiananmen Square for those demonstrations so many years ago. And this is our second installment and bird's eye view of what you and I have only heard about from afar as to how the Christians and the Muslims and Falun Gong have been persecuted in China. So, Pamela, welcome back to Freedom's Reign. Alan, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so grateful to this wonderful opportunity. So, you know, we left off in our first segment talking about the horrific organ harvesting of religious dissidents. And one of the things that you said was how the Chinese government became rather paranoid about the spread of the Falun Gong faith, and I imagine they feel the same way about the spread of Christianity. And I guess I want to start with kind of a political question, because my observation from afar was that the Roman Catholic Church had a prominent role to play in the downfall of Ferdinand Marcos in the Philippines. And I expect that the Chinese government leaders are students of international affairs and history. And so I, I wonder to the extent that they regard that are they interested in these religions because they just don't like the competing belief? Or is it a more pragmatic fear that any institution, society like a religion has the potential to bring down the state? That's a great and very profound question, Ellen. Thank you so much for asking that. So I was born and grew up in communist China. So I know firsthand about how the Chinese Communist Party, um, how they think and why they do things in certain way. And sometimes it really doesn't make sense to people who never lived in that society. So let's keep in mind that the Chinese Communist Party is atheist and materialistic. It doesn't believe in uh, you know, God, heaven, uh, anything beyond what they can see. And so that's why it's a natural antagonistic to all spiritual belief and uh, religions. And you probably have heard that last year, the Chinese Communist Party want uh, the churches, the Chinese churches to rewrite Bible. And they also told the Dalai Lama that you cannot reincarnate without our approval. And so those sound stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> I'm laughing, but right. I had not heard that. Yeah, Google it. And so so Dalai Lama has to submit a you know application to the Chinese Communist Party to get their approval for him to be reincarnated. And then uh, the Xi Jinping, the current uh, head of the Chinese Communist Party, said, you know, um, the Bibles and all the religious classic texts needs to be rewritten in order to reflect the communist ideology. So think about that. So 
Um, and I'm using- That would be quite a feat. Speaking as a Christian, that would be quite a feat to change the Bible so that it reflects atheism. <laughs> exactly. So thinking, you know, this is where they're coming from, and this is how they think. So in order to rationalize their behavior, you really have to understand, you know, how they think. So they really think they're the God. They can dictate everything. They can dictate the Bible to be rewritten. They can dictate how you live your life. So this is Chinese Communist Party atheist, and it's all about power. And so they want to secure power. And if they let people have the religious freedom, they have no way to control people's mind and heart. So they think, you know, that Jesus Christ or religious belief are competing against the Chinese Communist Party for people's mind and heart. And so they're fearful of losing the control of people's mind and heart. And so they have no idea that, you know, human has a nature to have, you know, to be free. And um, so this is how they think. And this is why that religious liberty can never be a reality as long as the Chinese Communist Party is in place. So I think one thing, Pamela, that our listeners would be especially interested in is the extent of the crackdown on the unregistered house churches in China. How bad has it become? So uh, in China, if you don't belong to the state-sanctioned church, which is called the patriotic churches, then you are an immediate target of the persecution. And by patriotic churches, if you remember like years ago when the former president, um, George Bush, he went to a big church in Beijing and he delivered a speech about uh, religious freedom. And so very few American people know that that church is uh, state-sanctioned. It means that the top leadership of the church are actually the Chinese Communist Party. So they wear the robe and they, you know, they the, their title is a pasta or priest, but actually they are the disguised Chinese Communist Party and they have to pledge allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party before everything else. So, uh, so that's why a lot of the Chinese, the true believers, they don't want to be part of that association because they, they believe freedom, uh, religious freedom should be free and they want to follow the true God, not pledge allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party controlled church. So this is why if you uh, defy this, and then you will be targeted for persecution and they will. Um, so that's why many people, they go to the uh, house church and they will be tortured, arrested and uh, will be forced to uh, repent. And so that's why the, sometimes the Chinese comes party will say, yeah, we do have churches. We have religious freedom. It's written in our constitution. But no, no, it's not the same. It's not the same as the religious freedom here in the United States or in other free society. So in the United States, those of us who are interested in human rights, we know that we have something like 25% of the world's population of people in prison. So 25% of global prisoners are here in the United States. China, of course, is like, I don't know, four times the population of our country. Mm -hmm. um, 
is there a large number of uh, religious prisoners being held in China? Yes, that's a question that I can answer for my friend uh, uh, Yu Ming because he spent 12 years in Chinese prison and labor camps. And guess what? Um, like close to like 40 to 50 percent of his cellmates are prisoners of conscience. They're not the criminals. They're being jailed for their belief and especially the Falun Gong practitioners. And you heard about the concentration camp for the Uyghurs. They put like 2 million Uyghurs in the concentration camp. Mm -hmm. And same with uh, Falun Gong. They built so many concentration camps, labor camps and prisons. And, um, you know, and they jail so many Falun Gong practitioners and, um, and people who are persecuted for other faiths and leaving like donor bank uh, for the forced organ harvesting business and also for the forced prisoner labor. So uh, Yu Ming's best friend, Sun Yi, he made the international headline news across the world because he wrote an SOS note in the uh, Halloween costume that was produced by him and made its way all the way to a Kmart in Oregon. An American woman in Oregon, Julie, bought that um, uh, costume, the Hollywood costume, and found the note and came to the Amnesty International. So, um, and then they connected with Sun Yi. So um, if you talk about the Made in China uh, product, you know, the Christmas ornaments, the Christmas trays, and a lot of the handmade products, why they're so cheap and why it's all made in China. And so Yu Ming can testify that it's made by the free labor of the persecuted prisoners of conscience. And that's very, very sad. And that is something that we need to talk about. What is corporate America's social responsibility? And so religious freedom is not just for people like your radio show and wonderful people like your organization, but I think it should be part of the um, professional and uh, civic life, uh, you know, in the business field. And because that's a kind of persecution, you know, uh, people are being persecuted and being used as a free labor to make cheap product. And um, so we need to talk about those social responsibilities and how we can talk, engage the corporate America, the Wall Street into this kind of uh, discussion, because otherwise... I'm really glad you're raising this point. You know, I, I have addressed churches on this issue, and I've pointed out that if, if you understood the conditions of the people who made your clothing, you would probably rather come to church naked than to wear clothing produced under these conditions. Mm -hmm. And that may seem like an extreme thing to do, but I'm trying to get people to think about, you know, where does this all come from? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know in Thailand, uh, families are selling their daughters into the sex trade yeah. to be able to feed themselves because they're paid so little uh, to make the clothing that we wear. Mm -hmm. um, it's just horrific what's going on. And, you know, the United States, we are so isolated, insulated by two oceans, and uh, we, we're not that aware of what's happening in some of these other countries. So I'm very grateful uh, for you bringing some of this to light. Are there any meaningful efforts, you know, to hold, uh, you know, American companies accountable for the type of labor? 
that's being used, you know, with religious dissidents in slavery conditions and camp conditions being used to, to make cheap products for Walmart or uh, I forget what comp- what the store you mentioned that the Halloween costume came from. But um, are there efforts to hold American companies accountable? So far, we don't know of any efforts being made, uh, you know, from the corporate America standpoint to uh, make sure this doesn't happen. It's like, you know, uh, every time when a victim sends an SOS story or prisoners of conscience like uh, Yumin escaped the jail and came to America and talked to the media and then people start, you know, hearing about the story. But after that, there's no like accountability. And so I think a lot of, uh, I'm willing to believe many American people are not aware of what's behind the cheap made in China product. But I do believe some people know, and, and this is why China always get a pass. Like they can get away with doing this without being held accountable. And so because, you know, from the profit margin standpoint, using the free cheap labor in China boosts, you know, the profit margin. Sure. And so religious freedom and humanity is out of the equation. And that's something we need to talk about it. Because remember, Chinese Communist Party is atheist, is materialistic, and they can do anything for the sake of money. And so in the West, in a civilized America, which is the beacon of the freedom to the rest of the world, we cannot behave like that. And we should make sure religious freedom is part of the fabric in every aspect of our civic life, in the business community, in everything we do. Because I came to this country because of the religious... Pamela, I've got to stop you there. I'm so grateful for your passion and your expertise in this area. We are out of time. We've been talking about religious persecution in China with Pamela Tsai. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. <laughs>